What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 197 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. You might be able to take a guess as to the, the nature of this episode with this intro track, Defender from August Burns Red. It's heavy. It's metal. Maybe we're talking to J-Bone. J-Bone of metal thoughts in this episode. Maybe we are. Spoiler alert. We are. But let me tell you something else, though. Something else that we're doing. We're giving the world premiere of the title track off the upcoming album from Haunting Portraits. The title is That Which Looks Far Away. And if you've ever listened to Spinning Thoughts, and God damn it, you better have. If you haven't, there's still time. It's early in this new year, this new decade, so you can make up for the blasphemy of not listening to Spinning Thoughts. I love giving the opportunity not just for the band to have a a place to premiere their music before anybody else gets it, but for all of you. I love having a platform here on Adobe Radio. Shout out. And much love to the family at Adobe Radio. Adobe.com is where you want to go. We've been with them for a few years. I think it's going to be three years uh, this summer, this July. It is so cool to have this opportunity to share literally new music before it hits anywhere else. Right here on Spinning Thoughts and on Adobe Radio. We are giving the world premiere of the title track from the upcoming album, That Which Looks Far Away from Haunting Portraits. The album drops on February the 29th. I think that's a Saturday, which is a little different. Usually it's on a Friday, but it's also leap year. So, you know, if I was in a band dropping new music, I would put it on a day that doesn't always come around. What is it, every four years or... You guys are smarter than me. You can tell me at Spin Thoughts on all social media if I'm right, if I'm wrong. We're going to give that world premiere later in this episode. Before we get there, though, we are going to add, this is now the second installment of the new series, Riding with J-Bone. Now, if you missed it, what was it, One episode 194 was the first one? If you missed that one, go and listen to it after you're done listening to this uh, basically, Jay Matthew, J-Bone, is the Metal Thoughts writer, editor. He is the nucleus of that entity of our website, thespinningthoughts.com. He focuses on all things metal and hard rock. Jay is a busy guy for many reasons, and the only way I can nail him down to talk music is when he's in a car. He will not come over and hang out with me. He will not sit down face to face. I get that I'm not great to look at. He is beautiful. But the only way I can nail him down to talk to him is when he's in the car. And so in this episode, we bring you the second installment of the new series, Riding with J-Bone. It kind of happened very uh, spontaneously. 
just to give some insight, and you'll hear it here in a minute when I play the taping of our conversation. I was in the middle of recording the previous episode, 196, with Chief State, and while I was taping, Jay called me multiple times. You may even be able to pick up on the beeps from my phone of him uh, trying to ring in. So then, you know, I had everything set up. I figured, fuck it, why don't I just call him back hit the record button, and have a spontaneous conversation. That's what you're about to hear for 30-some minutes. I don't know. I find it entertaining, but I love the guy. Uh, You should love him, too. And again, let us know what you think on all social media at Spin Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I am so thrilled to give you the second installment of Riding with J-Bone. Yo. Hey. Is this the Spinning Thoughts? I mean, you're actually on, on tape right now. I'm on tape on the spinning clock. Holy shit. I know. Can you believe it? Dude, riding with J-Bone Part 2. And spontaneously riding with J-Bone Part 2. You called me while I was taping episode 196 with Chief State. Uh, They're from Vancouver, British Columbia. They are far, far away. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yes, something. That was terrible by me or you or both. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're, we're amateurs. We absolutely are. Wet behind the ears, you know? Dude, you know it as well as I do. I'll tell you, though, Jay, and I know you saw my tweet. For those who may not know what I'm talking about, since we are taping this. And by the way, do I have your consent to tape this? I feel like I need to to get that out of the way here. Dude, you always have my consent to tape. Okay. But just to tape? It doesn't matter how dirty it is. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) So, you know, I sent a tweet out on my personal Twitter. And actually, I drop my spinning thoughts Twitter handle so often I don't even know what my own twitter i think it's my thought spin with one s or something so i'm glad you know it and you know i'm talking about how i was waiting to to tape episode 196 you know uh chief states three hours behind us here on the east coast so i've been having a few glasses of whiskey and and i referenced when you and i jay taped episode 194 things got a little sloppy on my end but i'm glad to let you know that i was able to control myself better this time uh, two episodes later. i got to tell you, that's a little unfortunate, though, because I think that you do your best work when you're drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're talking now. There's still time. Yeah, there, there's still time for radio gold to come right now through your speakers. Hey, Jay, you know, while I got you here on the phone, and I don't know if, if there's something that you specifically would want to talk about, and I, this is all off the cuff here, but I know that you're currently... Uh, as I uh, here I am dropping everything uh, in the studio. I know that you're currently listening to the upcoming album from In This Moment, right? No, the no, 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 no. The Emmy Affliction. Okay, sorry, they all blur. In this moment, they're dropping. What is that? Is that Mother that's dropping? Yeah, they are. Listen, they're dropping Mother on March the third or something. First week of March, and I I wish like you said that I was currently listening to it. And I instantly grabbed my phone and checked my email to see if you got it and sent it to me. I did. And now I'm a little bit hurt. Well, you are, but I did hook you up. And by me hooking you up, it was the kind friends that we have at Adam Splitter PR and Pure Noise. This is the first release for 
the Amity Affliction on Pure Noise, correct? Yeah, man, and it is, like, it's, it's good. You're listening it to is, it right now. You're you're writing your review. What's going on with it? I, it's, I was listening to it when you called me back, actually. So that's um, why you didn't answer the first time. I at least I was doing an interview. Right. All right, I get it. I was working for the Spinning Thoughts as well. I'm just <laughs> throwing it out there. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, so the Amity Affliction is a really cool band, and they're, they've always been on that cusp for me of, like, they're really heavy, but they don't get classified as really heavy, which, you know, I never understood. But they get a lot of flack from people about not really being, like, over the edge. They do a lot of, a lot of times in metal, if you have clean vocals, people give you a hard time about it. And I don't really understand. Um, but the Amity Affliction is an awesome band. One of their biggest songs is actually called Pittsburgh. So they have a Pittsburgh connection, really? which is always. What, yeah. what is that so, connection? Do you know? So, and I might be getting this wrong. It's close. Their bass player, I believe, had some kind of medical episode during Warp Tour in Pittsburgh. Wow. Isn't there another band that is in the same genres as the Emily Affliction that had something to, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I Pittsburgh. Has a, uh, yeah. I Prevail has a, um, it's track 11, I forget the name of it. Um, it's about a friend that um, committed suicide. Um, oh, the first, first starts with, it was 2016 Pittsburgh. Um, so allegedly, either they were in Pittsburgh when he got the call, or, and I think that's, I think that's the way that it went down. And, and uh, track 11 is Goodbye Interlude. Is that the song? Yes. Well, geez. I'm, um, I'm embarrassed that I didn't remember that because I can tell you track by track, Pressure by Waste War, but I can't tell you uh, track by track what my number one album was. Well, and listen, it just very quickly, I think that, that it is, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say this, uh, since you referenced it, the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. There's people there 24 hours every single day, and if you need somebody to talk to, please, 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 please call 1-800-273-8255. And uh, look, Jay, if you wanna if you wanna transition into the wage war conversation, I thought we put that the rest in episode one ninety four. We did, we did put that the rest. So I'm done with it. But since you came out about the you know the suicide prevention awareness, I just want to put it out there that I know you listen to uh, you know to Octane. Katie Babs has been dropping that every day, and I think that it is so fucking metal to get in front of this and just put that out there to people. Because you never know who's listening and what they're going through and what they need. So please, if anybody needs to hit me and Angela up too, we've always got you. We got nothing but love for the Spinning Thoughts universe. Absolutely, absolutely. So Jay, what um, what, what else is happening with you? I mean, uh, beyond you driving somewhere at nine o'clock right now at the time of this taping, I, I don't even want to know what you were doing, where you're coming from or going to. It's probably quite innocent, but still. What's going on? I'm coming home from work. We're innocent. I'm, I'm on my way home. I had a dinner after work with my boss, but uh, I'm on, on the way home. I'll tell you what, though, what I'm super excited about. So the Emmy Affliction album is awesome, and I'm loving it, and I can't wait to drop this review. But when you told me the date that I needed to get you the review by, my eyes lit up because I realized that that is the day after the Ozzy Osbourne album comes out. So expect that review to be coming through the Metal Fox pipeline right after, because I'm excited as shit about that album. So, wait a second. Now, 
the MD Affliction drops on, I'm going off of memory here as I'm starting to look it up. I want to say it's Friday, February the 21st. It's a week from this Friday. You're saying Ozzy's dropping his album on a Thursday? Well, is it because... You know what? I, no, I take it back. It's actually the 21st. It's the same day. I got my dates wrong for, for when you wanted that done by. I'm going to have to get my shit together. <laughs> yeah, you better get your shit together or else I'm demoting you from the uh, editor of Metal Thoughts. I'm assistant to the editor of Metal Thoughts. <laughs> who, then who is the editor? Oh, is that me? No, no, dude, I'm the fucking editor. Uh, I, was making an <laughs> I was making an office joke and it went right over your head. You watch the I, fucking office, right? Never, never. I don't understand what's wrong with, like, did you have a bad childhood? Because <laughs> fuck, man. In episode 194, we also... Uh, I also told you that I never listened to the Black Album by Metallica, and you asked if you I was ever a 13-year-old boy. Album. You never watched The Office. I'm telling you right now, this dude's never seen Friends. Like, spitting fuck, blow this man up, tell him to get a fucking Netflix account, and watch something that's relevant. I've never seen Friends either. I mean, I, I'm, what am I going to watch this 90s sitcom Friends for? What, what am I going to do with that? I mean, I don't what know, Jay. Friends for well, you know, I've got a podcast to run, and it doesn't run right. itself. I mean, you don't know what I'm talking about with your kids, all right? Running a podcast is, like, way more difficult. I get, I totally get to listen. Um, if anybody knows that your podcasting is more difficult, I'm going to admit that 10 times a day. So, Jay, I want to ask you, <laughs> what's that? I was just going to say, sometimes I sit around and think about how hard you really have it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I'm on your mind like that. You are always on my mind. It, what is that? Is that from something else I won't know? No, it's a fucking country song, dude. It's like, <laughs> so it's something else I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's something I don't really know. Either. Like, I know that line. And I think I know it from a commercial. All right, so, you know, I respect that. And I, I actually, I like country. Zach Brown band. I could get behind. Now, hold on. So I... I like going to country concerts. I think me and you had a really in-depth conversation about this when we went to see Toby Keith, of all people. And I don't remember very much about that day. But <laughs> no, do you don't. Is, you do not. What I do know <laughs> is I remember more about that day than I did when we went to see Hootie, and I still refuse to call my name Hootie. Um, <laughs> so those who don't know who Hootie may be, and that might be a lot of you, that's Darius Rucker, and a lot of you still probably don't know who we're talking about. So here's the thing. There's nothing like going to a country from from the metal dude. There's nothing like going to a country concert in the middle of summer and drinking enough that it sounds like music. <laughs> uh, you and I, we have some good times. Uh, we'll have to do a spinning thoughts hangout. You know, tailgate hangout at the uh, whatever pavilion uh, they're calling it now here in, in Burgettstown, right outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, what is it now? First Niagara, First Bank. No, uh, they they sold it again this year. Did they? Yeah. Just wait, twenty twenty one. It's going to be called the Spinning Thoughts oh, Pavilion. That's where we're trending, dude. I meant to tell you. Um, funny that you bring that up, though. In June, fucking Megadeth, and you probably only know them by name, but Megadeth is coming to First Niagara Pavilion, and they are bringing with them Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames. Okay, um, the only reason I would go to that is for In Flames, as I'm sure you could have guessed. Dude, hold on, back up. The very first album that I... So for those of you who don't know, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast, 
but back when Angelo and I used to work together, I used to send Angelo a metal album to listen to every single day. I took those so days I, for granted. I Listen, man, I did too. It was a simpler time. It was before the sports. podcast. It was before the podcast. It was before the even three. Which which is uh, an up-and-coming band that is being revitalized in 2020, I hear. I hear, I hear nothing but good things. <laughs> so what are you um, getting to with this metal album a day thing? What I'm getting to with this metal album a day thing is that I believe that one of the first, if not the first, album that I sent you was The Sin and the Sentence from Trivium. Um, and you, it made a good impression. Yeah, and I, I rem- the only, the only bands that I remember from that, and this was years ago, right? Um, and I take it, I take it back. I misspoke. The sin of the sentence was twenty seventeen. I reviewed that for Metal Plot. It was Silence in the Snow from twenty fifteen. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for the immediate correction. While you're driving too, um, which is our series riding with uh, J Bone, but I'll tell you, there's there's three bands. I want to say maybe it's two. I'm going off of a hazy memory here. Okay, so I, and I don't remember the albums that you showed me, but really you introduced these bands to me for the first time in that um, series at work that you would give to me a metal album a day. One is Clutch, and I don't really listen to Clutch anymore. I only really listen to them in that moment, I think, but I really liked them, and I actually think that they're gearing up for something here. I keep getting emails to, to cover their stuff, I should really look at it. I'm um, such a such yeah, an send asshole. Send it to me if you don't feel like reading it. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'll check the emails. Fucking love Clutch. Um, Baroness is probably one of my favorites that that you've shown me, and I listen to them constantly. I own. Um, I don't know if they have a name or if they just go off the color, but I have that purple just album. Just the color, yeah, that's phenomenal. And, and you know, what? it's really funny because last episode, yep, I know, I knew you were gonna say it. You told me you didn't have any colored named albums. So I now have the Beatles and Baroness that you own several color albums. And, anyway. and Weezer, yeah, which is the one that, yeah, sparked that comment. No question. I realized in the moment. And I uh-huh. I vaguely, vaguely remember you introducing I Prevail to me for the first time in uh, yeah. at work. Because, listen, their last album was no joke. Um, it was really, and I that, that might have been the first album that I gave you come to think of it because it had a lot of pop-punk undertones. Um, their song "Stuck in Your Head" off of that last album is like it's super poppy and it's got that driving, just power chord riff. Um, you know, you could kind of feel it. It's heavier. It's heavier than a pop punk song, but you could kind of feel like the direction they were taking it in. Um, but that album was phenomenal too. It's different than Trauma is, but not to take anything away from it because those guys have been rocking my earlobes for years. So I want to mention two things to you here while we're uh, in this riding with Jane Bone uh, spontaneous uh, phone call series for the podcast. Uh, number one, I'm assuming that you've heard about this. If not, I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, a certain band announced a reunion following a nine-year hiatus and have mapped a 2020 world tour. Do you know what band I'm talking about? Yep. Dude, what are your thoughts on Rage Against the Machine? Uh, and they're they're rolling through Pittsburgh, I believe. I'm trying to pull up the dates right now. They are. They are July the 31st. You know, there's like no way that while you are starting to say that, you can replace what I just did with the actual track of killing what's in the name of, right? Because, <laughs> like, fuck, dude. I have never been 
more excited. I never got the opportunity to see Rage Against the Machine. Um, and we were a little young for it, I guess. Um, but, man, I've seen videos. And Zach Delarenta, I think I'm saying his name right, is a, he's a fucking animal, man. There's no two ways around it. And I still, I don't care who disagrees with me. Tom Morello is one of the best guitar players of our generation. I take him, I take him over Slash sometimes. Most times. I'm going to take Tom Morello over Slash. Yeah, I would go with you on that as well. Um, 100% so, actually. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at one of the, the biggest bands for me in my childhood. I loved Rage. And I loved Rage because they, they kind of embodied that. I mean, it wasn't quite new metal, but they embodied like the the heavy, just dramatic teenage angst that I had, right? Um, and so cool, dude. Like, I can't believe that they're, after all this time, after Audio Slave, after his solo rap career, all these different things and all the paths that led them apart, for them to be coming back together probably 20 years later at this point just blows my mind. It's awesome. I'm excited. This tour is going to kick off in El Paso, Texas, March the 26th. So this is this is happening, and it's happening soon. They're going to ride out this first wave that looks like it's going to roll all the way. You know, for the most part, there's some off dates there in April. They're going to be pretty heavy in May. They have only one date in June. And then starting July the 10th, they, they're honestly, they're, they're like every other day. Uh, they're hitting cities all over the place, including... It looks like in September, France, Ireland, Germany, Czech Republic, and then ending all this in Poland. So really exciting. 2020 new decade, but it feels like it might as well be the 1990s. The like newfound glory, by the way, just announced a new album that's dropping May the 29th. And, and, you know, they hit the scene late 90s. So that's that's right on theme. The other thing I want to ask you about here uh, in this uh, impromptu riding with J-Bone, and then I, you know, I'll give you the floor if there's anything you, you wanted to mention. Uh, I, I wanted to know if you've listened, and if so, what your thoughts are to the latest single. It is the first off of this new album from August Burns Red. The album is called Guardians. The uh, pre-release single is Defender. It's going to drop... Uh, where's the date? It's via Fearless. I want to say it's April. Hold on. April the 3rd via Fearless. Have you listened to Defender yet from August Burns Red? I have. So, listen, and, and you know because we've talked about it, August Burns Red for me is one of those bands that just, they hit on a lot of different cylinders. And a lot of people don't realize, I don't think, they're, they're a Christian metal band. Um, and it's one of those things that, like, every song that they write that isn't like a, like a worship song or whatever. They just, um, like Breaking Benjamin, a lot of people don't know, too. They are just like, a, they're five dudes that are, like, religious. And that's, that's what they have, and those are their values and, and what have you. But, man, do they rip. Um, some of the, the guitar work that they've had on their past couple albums stands out to me as um, some of the best that I've heard in the past couple of years. And they've got that really cool, um, like the instrumental Christmas stuff that they put out a couple of years ago. I think it was an EP. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. So, I mean, they, they're doing a lot of different things, um, but they're, they're a powerful band, man. I mean, and it, it is powerful and it's layered. So a lot of things, like if you're not familiar with August Burns Red, I don't know that they're comparable, 
but they do a lot of things like Avenged Sevenfold does with like the duel and guitar solos and, and things like that. And it's just one of those, I mean, every once in a while you'll hear a metal band that is just like, you feel, I feel like there's a guitar player constantly soloing in August Burn Red. They do it behind the breakdowns. They do it behind, like, everything just constantly has a lead riff that might as well be a solo and would stand out as much on any other track from any other band. So I'm really excited about their album dropping. Um, that could be a big, like, three-day series for me because they their album drops on um, Friday. My birthday is Saturday. And in this moment comes Pittsburgh on Sunday. So I'm not telling you, Angelo, as my best friend, to pick me up a vinyl on Friday and then get me backstage passes to meet Maria Brink on Sunday. Um, but I'm kind of suggesting it. You know, what's funny about that is is what I think is more likely to happen is me getting you backstage to meet Maria Brinks. Brinks? Brink. Brink. Singular. Singular. Yeah. Singular. Maria There's Brink. the only one, yeah. You, there is only one Maria Branken in this moment. So, I, yeah, I actually see that happening more because I'm not going to drop 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks on that album, but I think I could probably get a string or two to be pulled to get us backstage for in this moment. We'll see. I mean, it, it is what it is. It, either way, um, you know, I, it, it, it falls in your court. It's all what label is in this moment affiliated with? I'm looking it up. Do you know? Um, you know what? This album's on a different one. Um, it is, uh, it's, it is Atlantic, uh, Atlantic rec records. It looks like, yeah, they're, they're at the big time now. I know it was one of the, Jeez. the big four, so to speak. Yeah. But I, you know, you don't see Atlantic records doing a lot in our area of music. It, I don't know where they, I just don't feel like I see Atlantic. Is it more, are they more pop or like, are they like more literally billboard kind of stuff? You know what? I'm I'm not sure what I'm not sure if they have a focus anymore. They've been around for so long. Oh yeah. Um, that I, I mean, I think they just kind of take. Once you get to be that big in the industry, you just kind of take what comes to you. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what's happening here at Spinning Thoughts. You know, we we just take what what's you know what comes to us here in terms of uh, albums and it you know interviews. It's it's that's where we're at, Jay. Um, I can tell you. I just looked it up. And I can tell you that Bruno Mars and Cardi B are on Atlantic Records. See, what I tell Ed you, it's Sharon, pop, it's Billboard. Ed Sheeran, yeah, Ed Sheeran's on Atlantic Records. Led Zeppelin is technically still on Atlantic <laughs> Records as one of their leads. Reunion, do I smell a reunion? Yeah, it's, it's like I've never felt like Return Eminent was more noteworthy <laughs> than right now. I feel like they're just going to work their shit out and get back together. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bound to happen. Uh, I want to ask one last question here uh, involving August Burns Red and more so on what you mentioned, um, them being a, a Christian band, right? Why? I feel like this is a question that people ask all the time. Um, I wouldn't ask a band this, uh, let alone like an August Burns Red, but I'll ask you being the editor of Metal Thoughts. I am sure, I am positive almost, that there are pop punk bands, uh, you know, pop bands, alternative bands, indie bands that are also religious, whether it be uh, a, a Christian affiliation or a different denomination. Why is it that the metal, harder, heavier scene either embraces that or boasts it or pushes it? Like why? I've never, and look, my ignorance could be showing, but I personally 
have never heard of a Christian pop punk band the way that you hear of Under Oath and August Burns Red, and you mentioned a few other bands earlier. Why is that? Honestly, I think because of, like, metal has some, like, real demonic shit, man. Like, it's a lot of, like, the roots of metal and a lot of, like, the really heavy stuff has dark connections. So I think that for when you're in a Christian pop punk band, you know, I'm not saying that your faith doesn't matter, um, but I feel like you don't need to advertise it as much because it is what it is and you're writing songs about what you're writing about. But when you're in the, I, I kind of feel it sounds like it's almost like in metal, you kind of want to say, hey, listen, we're a metal band and this is the kind of music we're into, but we're not like these guys. Um, you know, we're not burning upside down crosses and eating live pigs. Ozzy Osbourne ate the head off of that one. I don't know what I'm telling you. That's why there's Christian metal band. So are you are you saying, in your opinion, that you think that because of the heavier the contrast, really the uh, dare I say like irony or the oxymoron that seems to exist with heavy metal music and Christian bands, that it, you're saying that it's more to dis- distinguish themselves from not really being you know, for maybe novice listeners or whatever affiliated with things that would go against their faith? Right, absolutely. Because I think that, like, the connotation is, and it's not, I mean, let's face it, right now in in 2020, it's not as bad as it was when we were growing up. I mean, you can remember, I'm sure, watching the things on TV, um, you know, the stereotypical metalhead that was, like, in just straight-up goth garb and, you know, um, always a leather jacket, always frowning on their faces and, and everything like that. Um, I mean, it, it's not um, it's targeted anymore. People aren't, like, saying that the type of music you are has to determine your style, right? So I feel like in today's culture, maybe it doesn't mean as much, but I, I do think that a little bit of it comes from, hey, I want you to know what the message of this music is, and it's not what some of these other guys are doing. And I think that it's to attract people, right? So um, probably not as many people turn the metal that have that. I mean, it's by default kind of angry, right? Um, you know, so I think that it kind of puts that label out there to let you know that there's some, some positivity and there's some, some things that they're doing that are a little bit different than most of the other bands that you'll hear so, you know, Jay, the other day as we wrap up this impromptu riding with Jay bone the other day on the Spinning Thoughts Twitter, I posted, uh, I tweeted, eh, jokingly, uh, I've been doing Spinning Thoughts, not jokingly, I've, I have been doing Spinning Thoughts for three years, and I, I share this with our team, I embody this, I believe that we here at Spinning Thoughts amongst the whole share music, spread love uh, ethos uh, that, that I believe in, that we have a responsibility here when we get advanced uh, albums, when we get privileged information, when we get phone numbers and such, that the integrity of all that is so important. We here at Spinning Thoughts have been fucking crystal clear when it, uh, and clean when it comes to all that kind of stuff. But the other day... On Twitter, and I don't know if you saw this, but I, you know, I'm not going to go saying that it's like an uproar or anything, but I I posted a tweet about jokingly, and I didn't say jokingly, but I thought, you know, that, you know, you can't say anything anymore, but that I, that I have acquired a lot of phone numbers throughout the years of 
doing this, you know, for band members. And I, you know, I thought it'd be cool. Not as in I'm going to do it. I, I think just the idea, it'd be funny. It'd be funny to just randomly call some of these band members and, and, and ask like quick questions, you know, whatever, random. And also, you know, capture their more than likely unpleasant response to me calling them out of nowhere. So it's funny, number one, that you randomly called me and, and, and I'm randomly taping it, which is why I asked for your consent, because I started getting tweets and DMs from people like really mad that I had said this and like telling me that, you know, there's a two party consent in most states and that this is against the law and that uh, press teams have trusted me with this information what the hell is up with that, Jay? So, I honestly, being around people in bands as often as I have been, I would like to think that nine times out of ten, when you have those numbers sitting around, if you pick them up and call them, um, and they answer, and you catch them with a question, answer the question and laugh it off, um, because I would like to think that through the interviews and through the other things that we do on the up and up, because um, let's face it, when we promote a band, we promote a fucking band, bro. Like, I'm proud of the way that we've taken some of these bands, and we not only have them on episodes of The Spinning Thought, but you, we review their music, we talk about their music, we tweet out, you know, when singles come out, people are sharing concert experiences, and like... When we find a band that we latch onto, we latch onto them and do everything that we can to push them. And they bring us exposure. We bring them exposure. You know, Jimmy Fallon gets guests to go on his show all the time. And he fucks with them all the time. You know, he calls them and gets them like off guard and little inappropriate skits and out of their element and stuff like that. I don't see that as any different. I think most people would kind of laugh you off and think that it was really funny and probably share it when you drop it on the podcast and, I mean, I'm not going to go calling Tig McTeague or anything from Under Oath or Frank Zumo from Some 41 or Patty Walters from As It Is. I definitely will not call Krista Makes from Less Than Jake. So, <laughs> you know, it's like if I were to ever do this, and clearly I've been advised not to by social media, um, it, it would be people that, you know, believe it or not, friends listening to this we we've made friends here at spinning thoughts you know like jay said we do a lot of things for a lot of bands and it is all organic nobody at spinning thoughts including me or anybody has ever been paid or compensated or coerced or anything if we like a band we cover them if we don't we don't we don't talk shit on them we don't do anything we just don't cover them so guess what we've made friends in the process I would lean into the people that I have become friends with to go that route, but I have been advised not to. Let me tell you a really fun fact, and it's probably good advice, because a fun fact that I think that, that I've learned over the years is something like 93% of people on Twitter have a law degree. <laughs> well, you know what? 93% of the people that contacted me about that specific tweet they might as well have had a lot. They may have actually had a law degree. They were very convincing. And look, I mean, probably if you called somebody and got them with a random question before they hung up, it would probably be a good idea to say, yo, are you cool if I share that? 
Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to literally like phantom drop it, you know. Um, I don't even have that kind of time. There's there's things that happen in post production, you know. It's like right. Jeez, you know, I, it, you know how they say to people like you should work a retail job once in your life so that you treat. Uh-huh. You should run a podcast once in your life to know, you know, the differences here. Uh, and, I don't know. If people have time for that. They, they probably don't, and unfortunately, I don't either. And yet, somehow, I do. You know, and then this is this is ultimately the funniest part of this all. And you see people mention this in different ways. You know, we go and, and we get a lot of good engagement. Our numbers are always really nice. If they weren't, I wouldn't be doing this because that is the only reason why we do this is that it, it reaches people. If no one's listening or watching or reading, then what is the fucking point? So, you know, there are people that engage with us. We have an audience. We have, a, you know, a group of fans that, that is growing every single day, month, year. Um, but, you know... I'll put hours into an episode interviewing, researching, post-pro, marketing, graphic design, posting it on social media, and it doesn't get half of the engagement or reaction or comment or private messages as my simple tweet thinking that it'd be a funny idea to randomly call bands and ask them a question. It's it's This is where I, we're at. You know, you know what, though? Even after you told me... All of the negative things, I still think it would be fucking funny. <laughs> you know what? It's 2020. Uh, what I'll do is, is one, maybe I'll look into true legality of this. Maybe I will get together. Because honestly, I, I, I do think it'd be a, a really cool series. I really, really do. And I get that there are legal issues and concerns that I would never ever want to you know, do anything in that regard. But it'd be pretty cool if I got like maybe 10, 15 different uh artists, band members that I reach out to and say, hey, within the next couple weeks, couple months, I'd like to know if you'd be cool if I just randomly call you and, and, you know, whatever you're doing in that moment, if you can answer, pick up the phone and we'll tape it and just have a quick five, 10 minute conversation. And then I could get a pre-approval and then I can make sure to post that on social media so that everybody is okay. <laughs> I Honestly, I almost think that you're putting way too much thought into this because if it were me, if it were me in your shoes, and I think it's a hysterical idea, I would pick up the phone. I'd call. I would ask an off the wall question. If they answer it, I would tell them, "Hey, is it cool if we share this? I'll make sure that I tag you and the band in it." And I don't think that anybody's going to give you shit. And if they do, you delete the recording. You apologize. And you don't call me. <laughs> delete the number. Burn the phone, and uh, and deactivate social media. Like, I mean, I, I can't see, you've got to think, even if you didn't have any contact with any of these guys since the interview you did with them, you're putting in, you know, I've seen at this point what goes in. I've interviewed bands with you, so I've seen what goes into from the time that you start talking to them to the time that you're done with an episode. And even if it's 50 minutes to go by on, on you know, your Adobe premiere, you're talking to these guys for an hour and a half-ish. Yeah. You know, for for a quick one, really. So there's there's some amount of rapport that's built up there. Now, I'm not saying all of them are going to have your number saved in their phone, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them know who's calling. Well, you know what? If I do this, um, and, and they don't like the phone call, I'm just going to say this is J Bone Matthew from Metal Thoughts and hang up. Yeah, from Metal Thoughts, give them my address and phone number, um, and we'll fucking figure it out. There we go. 
J-Bone, before I let you loose here in the impromptu spontaneous uh, addition to the, the second iteration now, uh, second installment in the Riding with J-Bone series, anything else you'd like to leave us with here? No, man, I, you know, I'm really excited about um, getting things started in 2020. A couple of uh, really good reviews between, um, you know, and we've mentioned them all, between the Amity Affliction, um, Aussie, and then in this moment, the next couple of weeks, I'm really excited about all three of them. Um, so I'm ready to get the party started off in 2020. Um, really appreciating the love that the Riding with J-Bone series is getting. It's a lot of fun to talk to you because I love you. You're my brother. Um, but, you know, kind of getting other people to interact and see, how big dorks that me and you are when we're just we are. shooting the shit. Like there's there's some some fun to be had there, man. But I always appreciate getting the opportunity to uh, talk to you in a in a non private um, sector because hopefully hopefully someone out there is getting as much of a kick out of the random conversations that we have as I do. There will be more of this to come. And Jay, just so it's on record for a second time, do I have your consent to be recording and then uh, using this for the podcast? Listen, dude, I'm a Twitter lawyer. So not only do you have my consent to be on the podcast, but you have my consent to call anyone you want and have them on the podcast. I think that's how it works. Jay Boom, we're going to talk uh, off uh, off of this recording here, so don't hang up. But I appreciate your phone call, and I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, brother. Peace out. I want to thank J-Bone for the random phone call, which I, I didn't pick up because I was talking to Chief State, and then I called him, and then he picked up, and we had a very awesome, long-winded conversation. Thank you, Jay. We're going to do this again. This is the new series, Riding with J-Bone. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. It is honestly my honor and pleasure to give you the world premiere of the title track off the upcoming album from Haunting Portraits. It's called That Which Looks Far Away. The album is available February the 29th. Everybody, please enjoy.
So that was the world premiere of the title track off the upcoming album, That Which Looks Far Away from Haunting Portraits. It's available everywhere, February the 29th. I want to thank the band for lending us this track and giving us the opportunity to share with all of you the very first listen of the newest, freshest music available. I also want to thank my dude J-Bone for not only unceremoniously calling me and interrupting me while I was interviewing Chief State for episode 196, but for then answering when I called him back and having a nice, healthy conversation about all things metal and heavy rock. We are going to continue on with this series, Riding with J-Bone, so make sure you stay tuned. Also, follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. And then those episodes become available on all, all podcast platforms the following Monday. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. It's free music content. Free. I'm not even kidding. If I was kidding, then I'd be lying. And I would never lie to you we'll be back same time same place until then make sure you share music spread love Uh,